and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is all about edtech in India. On the cover is Sequoia Capital which has invested in different stages in a flurry of startups that have corralled millions of customers. Joining me on the call to talk about his story is Rajiv Singh. Hi Rajiv, thanks again for joining in. Hi Abhishek, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Before we start talking about Sequoia as a VC with a formidable presence in this sector, the industry itself is set to grow from 2.8 billion today to 10.4 billion by 2025. What do you see as some of the reasons for this phenomenal growth? So I will come back to 2020 because to me, 2020 is the turning point in the entire thing. But but before that, let's go back to 15, 2015 onwards. And if you look last five, six years, a couple of things have happened. First is smartphone penetration has increased. Along with smartphone penetration, two related things. Data cost has crashed. It has really become dirt cheap. So more and more people coming online, more and more people accessing internet through mobile. This really picked up. If you you look at how things was a decade back, it was very slow. Smartphones were there, but how many people uh, had smartphones? How many people used to browse through mobile? Hardly any. So the growth, the growth in edtech definitely has to do a lot with the way smartphones and data and the cost of smartphone itself has has uh, panned out. The uh, all the three things have panned out over the last few years. And even if we go down further back, the offline tuition industry was anyway pretty big, wasn't it? Students would go and get tutored in private coaching classes, which were expensive. And after a while, I think it was in two thousand when Tutor Vista. Uh, came in for the first time, which went online at the time. And uh, as you said, with smartphones getting smarter and data prices uh, plummeting. Coaching was big. Offline coaching, when we were talking about brick and mortar, coaching is still massive. The online component that we are talking about is not even 10-15% of the entire coaching thing in India. So if you combine the, the top paying subscribers, paid subscribers of Baiju Academy, top two players or five players, it's, it's combined not even 5 million. The industry is massive and it's largely unorganized. And in fact, I think you've also uh, written about a couple of uh, companies helping these offline guys move to, to online. And that also is one of one company's business model. We'll, we'll talk about that. But while this package is about edtech startups, the headmasters, as you call them, are Sequoia capital of this industry. Why is that? If you look at the kind of investment uh, and, and the number of bets they have taken in the tech sector, the early days when they first invested in Tutor Vista, and when and that time Sequoia was not Sequoia, it was coming through Westbridge. So officially, that was not even the first bet of Sequoia. The first bet happened after 2010. In 2010, I mean to say, K12 Techno Services. So that was the real official first bet of Sequoia. After that, in, five years later comes Baiju's. 2015. Next year comes QMAT. After that comes Unacademy. Look at the way they have kept on investing and kept on betting on this entire sex sector. 18, then there was Erudatus. Then 19, they had four interesting investments. Doubtnut, Scalar, Class Plus, Co-Learn. And 20, they started investing in startups that are catering to Southeast Asia. So there are three clear phases of how they have started, how they have built the entire edtech portfolio. From offline play to online play to, to startups who are getting to Southeast Asian countries. 
and uh, you also write that they did not warm up to it immediately did they yeah gv ravi shankar who is only known as gv so hmm. gv has been in sikwa since 2006 he's the best guy uh, in the vc fund to tell the journey of how edtech has panned out in sikwa hmm. you know so if you look at the year how they have invested six was 2006 tutor vista was the first one after four years they took four years to invest in k12 and then after that another five years hmm. they went blank and then baidu suddenly happened in 2015 so in a span of you know a decade they took a decade to make only two bet k12 and baidus and what is their philosophy rajiv every vc brings something to the table that even entrepreneurs like to you know be associated with and it's not just the marquee name so when uh, sequoia as you call them the big bosses in this industry what do they bring to the table from your experience of interviewing gv and also some of the other founders see two things was very clear they were not betting on any uh, offline model any coaching model or brick to mortar the the fund and gv was looking at scale and scale can only come when you have a online model the, the second big thing that all these guys looked at was differentiator they were not looking at a me too kind of offering that everybody was into the similar kind of offering if you look at baidu's in 2015 baidu's was very different and, and nobody that time in in sequoia's portfolio was doing what baidu's was doing in 16 came qmath now qmath was it's a niche offering you know teaching students only maths till then nobody was there in the again portfolio concentrating or focusing only on maths next year 17 came an academy so if you look at all these investments there was no competition there was no overlap all of them had a distinct model and they were catering to a particular segment of students and this is what was the beauty of the entire portfolio nobody was competing with each other and then came 2020 when the rules of the game were rewritten i enter into your territory you come into my territory there is no sacred cow and is that then a challenge as such for sequoia where where one of their investments is eating into somebody uh, into the market share of some other investment so it's a challenge as well as opportunity but so far i i don't find it as challenging as it it might have panned out you know because the headroom for growth is so massive even if all the guys start start competing with each other as a sibling rivalry or whatever if you look at baidu's now baidu's is also into coaching you know baidu's has recently bought akash which pits them directly against an academy an academy on the other hand had started getting into 6 to 12 class thing which again pits them directly with baidu's but the point is the headroom for growth is so massive that even if they you know compete against each other that will only help in the market to grow another example that you write about was white hat junior the coding uh, upstart so it was acquired by baijus last year but then it also offers uh, you know courses in uh, maths uh, which it started is, offering courses in maths yeah which is going against one of other sequoia's uh, uh, investments qmath or uh, doubtnut these companies are crossing each other's paths but sequoia isn't worried i don't see any point of worry for sequoia so far or going ahead as well because as i told you the market is too big and and all these guys are only exploring even if they take on each other they are not going to harm each other the only point of worry would be when the competition takes on it's like cost of customer acquisition becomes high that would be the point of time when all these guys need to worry about but but before that i don't think there is any point of concern right who are the players other than the two big guns that is uh, byju's and an academy which are some of the players that 
you know hold promise in this industry that sequoia has uh, put its bets on so within portfolio you know a couple of so obviously they would put everybody as a promising company under the portfolio to be fair to them most of them have been uh, performing great look at class plus which is bringing as you were talking about which is bringing all offline coaching guys into an online platform and as you know offline is still massive in india it's it's still staggering millions and millions of coaching institutes in india small as well as big who are still offline and now this pandemic year 2020 when everything uh, you know people were working from home people were studying not going to school studying from home was a massive opportunity for class plus and other players like class plus to expand operations and this is what happened and if you look how the second wave of virus is behaving now you know the more and more lockdowns and uh, this raging virus behaves widely the more uh, importance of all these online players at tech players will only get reinforced although they must have started with uh, schooling or k12 education they also they have got investments in uh, let's say scalar which uh, focuses on upskilling trying to improve the quality of engineers or uh, kyt which is an online platform for extracurricular activity for kids so abhishek they have covered themselves very smartly you name any segment in edtech it's not only confined to your hmm. school or college or competitive examination right. or, or test prep as they call it it whether it's upskilling whether it's extracurricular whether it's elementary knowledge or whatever they are present everywhere and that's the beauty of the entire model so it's not that they have they have put all the eggs in one basket they have eggs in different baskets and all the baskets have the potential to become huge and the basket in which it ha- it had back in 2015 focused their energies on that has given them handsome returns is what uh, i read from your story where they exited a part of uh, bajus and uh, made a pretty decent sum some 21x absolutely imagine and still they hold 8 to 9% of stake in bajus it's not that they are out of bajus 78.8 crore investment uh, returned them some 1600 odd crores which is a pretty decent sum not bad imagine it bajus is now the second biggest startup in india in terms of valuation after paytm so at 13 billion it's second biggest and still you have 8 to 9% in that uh, 13 billion company at the end how do you see the market pan out will there be let's say one brand with a monopoly of 90 95% share or a couple of players say byju's an academy etc and will the smaller players be squeezed out or will there be room for a little bit for everything how how do you see that pan out there will be room for everybody uh, abhishek it's not a one player who will take away all the market and and especially in edtech you might have a byju's which has has been on buying spree over last two years or has got so much of funding and still continues to get funding but that doesn't mean that byju's will have every player in the country they would be very small players prominent players and and all of them will flourish it's similar to what online and offline so online is not going to eat the coaching centers and coaching centers are not going to die because online is there so hybrid kind of model is going to be the future so whenever normal so called normal returns maybe this year next year next to next year there would be people who would be fed up of online learning and you know classes they would go back to the normal way of so called old way of learning but by the time they go back there would be so many newcomers who would come to online the the marginal cost of adding a new student is pretty much zero isn't it where you create the courses you have them uploaded 
you know the capital expenditure is done then it's a matter of uh, driving subscribers which i'm sure all the sales teams at these firms would be have their backs against the wall to just increase that so from the cost perspective those costs are not going to go up anyway i don't think so unless there would be cost in terms of marketing and advertising but you know what pandemic has done it has brought down substantially the cost of acquisition of consumer as you might say that and if and this is the right time if they don't get the unit economics right now then i don't see when can they get the maths right this is the best time to get the maths right and and you can i won't be surprised if five years down the line you get so many profitable edtech players in india so you do see that happening sooner rather than later it it should happen because byju's in another uh, year or so i think two years it's planning to go for an ipo and they have to get the entire uh, you know unit economics right in this frenzy of being funded unicorn valuation the only line only thing that uh, all these players should not forget and as gv pointed out that it's edtech and there is a reason why it's called edtech because education comes first and technology comes later so we should not unduly worry about technology and forget about the larger goal which is education so it's end of the day education edtech as gv puts it and it's a reality end of the day it's all about the impact that you are making in, in helping all these kids learn online so education has to come first we we discussed this with uh, i think it was manu on some other podcast where the world's best teacher was given to uh, mr ranjit disale from solapur where he had come up with a way to help students download presentations in different languages by having them scan a qr code on the textbooks which during the pandemic was used by lakhs and lakhs of students so if that technology weren't present then you can't obviously go to a shop and buy those textbooks which would have otherwise cost money whereas people everybody is equipped with a smartphone so i think uh, yes i think technology will be the platform but as you say uh, rajiv i think it's education first technology is only helping education reach to nook and corner of the country you know technology will only help in making education interesting absorbing right, right. On that note, Rajiv, time to wrap this one up. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot, Abhi. Thank you, and all your listeners. You can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to five one eight one eight. And also look for other podcasts from Forbes India. There's one called Teenpreneur, an interview series with young entrepreneurs, and we also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India conversations about business, economics, and books. Music.